0: So maybe corporate social justice, corporate social responsibility is something that you want to embed and really start looking at how can I start to ensure that I have initiatives and programming within my company that aligns to what's going on in the world. So my my team members know that I care, that they know that I'm putting effort into things that are important to them and things that I find important. And showing them that other side, and you're sharing those stories of your experiences and why it means something to you as well. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And on today's episode, I want us to talk about corporate social responsibility, corporate social justice. What is it all about? As we just watched the convictions of those who took the life of Amon Arbery. Companies and organizations are having to face that question again. Do they have programs, initiatives? Focus on social justice, social issues. Maybe it's not something you're interested in, or maybe it is. Maybe you have a program that has not really been supported as much and you want to revamp it. Maybe you just want to learn more. So let's talk about how these programs are being utilized Because just know that the things that are happening in the world does impact your employees, your team members, your leaders, your CEOs, those that are supporting that mission and vision. So get your notepads, your note-taking material, and let's get into today's message. Corporate social responsibility. What is it all about? Well, there are two sides of it that you want to be familiar with. And as I mentioned, with the convictions of Ahmad Aubrey, and I'm sure there are going to be other social-related issues that are going to occur within the world, your team members, your employees, the leaders within your organization, even as a CEO that might be listening, there are things in the world that do impact you. There are things in the world that are the reason why you started your business Some of you might have grew up in a certain neighborhood, and because of the experiences that you had, that might have influenced you and might have been the reason why you are where you are today. You connect in some kind of way, or someone does, and we are entering, or we have entered a time where A lot more employees, team members, and even from the experiences in the pandemic, as mentioned on other podcasts, has really made team members reconsider how they look at employment, their lives, and they want to have that alignment and values, purpose, when they go into these organizations, when they work for your companies. So maybe... Corporal social justice, corporate social responsibility is something that you want to embed and really start looking at how can I start to ensure that I have initiatives and programming within my company that aligns to what's going on in the world. So my, my, my team members know that I care, that they know that I'm putting effort into things that are important to them and things that I find important. And showing them that other side and you're sharing those stories of your experiences and why it means something to you as well. Whatever the reason is, or maybe you just want education on it as you make a decision. So let's talk about those differences. Because corporate social responsibilities, right, That's, those are those programs And within those programs, they and this is according to Harvard Business Review, they are those initiatives and programs that are measurable and is connected to lived experiences of groups harmed and disadvantaged by society. And so these are self-regulated frameworks that have no legal or social obligation for corporations to create positive impact for the groups that um, that they want to support now on the other end when we're looking at corporate social justice this is now a framework regulated by the trust between the company its employees customers shareholders and the broader community it touches with the goal to explicit to excuse me with the goal of explicitly doing good by all of them where csr so corporate social responsibility is often realized through a secondary or even vanity program because the reality is there are some companies that have, it might've just been, okay, let's align ourselves to it. It might not get as much nurturing and focus like it should, or maybe it is just programming. So it might just be just tacked onto the company's main business. Corporate social justice requires a deep integration with every aspect of the way a company functions. So it's really lived and embedded in how that company pretty much the ethos and how that that company functions regularly. So if we look at Nike, that's an example of corporate social justice. They have really embedded it in how they function. So I I found an article from back in 2020. And this was when they announced a four-year, $40 million commitment in support of organizations focused on social justice, education, and addressing racial inequity in America. And then this is where the CEO shared at that time that they were really focused on, he said specifically this piece, let me read his quote. It says, systematic racism and the events that have unfolded across America over the past few weeks serve as an urgent reminder of the continued change needed in our society. We know Black Lives Matter. We must educate ourselves more deeply on the issues faced by Black communities and understand the enormous suffering and senseless tragedy racial bigotry creates. The Nike Inc. Excuse me, the Nike Inc. Family can always do more, but will never stop striving to be a role model on how a diverse company acts. So they have embedded it. You have seen it, and I mean, from their advertising, which again, that's a piece of it, but they have really made it a part of what they did. And they have, of course, the face of it for a lot of people, who they believe the face of it has been Colin Kaepernick. But there have been been so many other people that they have connected with to really ensure that they are doing this in the corporate social justice way, where there have been other companies that have been more on the corporate social responsibility side, and they have done more initiatives and programming. So it's really identifying, okay, what side do you want to live on? Maybe you want to be on the corporate social responsibilities and that's okay. Okay, let's find a social cause that matters to us. Let's connect with that and make that something that we want to focus in on. So how do we do that? So now let's talk about the the side of it where as leaders, I always talk about innovation, what we need to pay attention to, what we need to be aware of. So when you're thinking about Gen Zers, and it's funny because a lot of times they're referred to as millennials. I'm a millennial. So when you're thinking about that group, and these are the new um, set of leaders and team members that are coming in that are, quote unquote, the younger ones, right, by age. But they're looking for and they're attracted to companies that have that level of alignment. So they're born roughly around 95, 1995 and 2010, But they are really looking for that social responsibility aspect within corporate, within these companies. So, for instance, there was a survey that went out and it found that 47% of Gen Zers say that brands should speak out because it is the right thing to do. The days of complicit silence are over when it comes to wooing Gen Zers. So they're expecting everyone from politicians and other leaders to brands they shop with to not only take a stand, but to use their platform to speak out against injustice. It says Gen Zers expect brands to get on board with public outcries for change, especially when it goes against a company's purpose or values. Like they said before, a nice mission statement and a set of core values alone won't do it. They're expecting to see actions. Actions speak louder than words. So when you put that statement out there, when you say this is what we align with, we stand for this, and this is what we're about, but they don't see action behind it, they will say, okay, this, th- you're, you're, just, you're, just, you're just out there for, again, that vanity piece. So they'll then cite examples because, again, you have those companies that are living within corporate, excuse me, corporate social justice. Ben & Jerry's, for example, who have been very vocal. They've even created ice cream, right, that have connected to these um, initiatives or these focus points, they have supported so many causes. And this is something they have been doing for some time. And a lot of people didn't know that, but they have been really connected to social justice for a long time. Nike, again, as mentioned, Dick Sporting Goods. And again, you do have companies that have that, from that corporate social responsibility side as well. So it's just identifying and finding out, okay, okay, what side do you want to be on and live on? looking and finding, okay, how did these companies do it? If you want to just really just identify and look a little bit more about, okay, what, how did they do it? When did they start it? What were the successes? And again, these companies have been highly successful in embedding this. They've embedded this in their marketing. They've put it out there. And because of that, they have not only been able to attract employees, They've also been able to attract clients, customers, because of it. So it has a major, major benefit. Now, the interesting thing is, like I mentioned, is the why behind. Why is this so important now? And I do a lot of this in my diversity, equity, and inclusion training. It's not just focused on the racial inequities, unconscious bias, it's also focused on the generational differences. And when you're thinking about Gen Zers, it really focuses on the 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 time and what they saw as they were coming and they were developing. So they they came up during the Great Recession. They came up during the Great Recession. And this article talks about how they had a healthy dose of skepticism when it comes to how businesses and brands interact with and influence society. So it says, as a result, they have clear and high expectations for the businesses they support and work for than perhaps the previous generation. And they even talked about how, how they watched their families and watched what their parents had to navigate during their time and how frustrating that was. To see what they had to navigate during that time, and how now they're like, okay, I need to make okay when when it's my time, when is my time to enter into these companies, these organizations, this is what I'm looking for. So a recent survey by BBMG and Global Scan found that the particular, excuse me, the particulars of this is that they gr- grew up in, especially since they're a generation likely to have immigrant parents. I have immigrant parents. Has left a generation navigating profound social, political, and environmental transformation. The report continues to outline how the factors like wealth of billionaires, having um, they they have risen six times faster. It talked about student debt, um, owing student debt, the global climate emergencies. They're looking for and they're demanding change. This says by a five to one margin, Gen Z does not trust business to act in the best interest of society. This is what this report says. Rather than get downtrodden, Gen Z as a whole has decided to do something about it. They are determined to create a future they want and they've gotten the purchasing power to do it. So again, they have seen what's happened with the world. They've lived in the households They've seen the tears, they've seen the frustration, they've watched the parents, they've watched the TV and now they are gotten into a position where they can do something about it. They can be the one that works at the companies, they can purchase, they can buy and now they're saying, okay, this is how we're gonna navigate it. And again, the same thing happened in my generation. We saw things and again, the world and our worldview and our experiences shaped how we showed up into the world and the decisions we made depending on your generation, if you're from a different generation, the same exact thing. So because of these experiences is why you see these different views from the generations, because again, a generation that was born during segregation, a generation that was born during, you know, these world wars, a generation that was born during, you know, the, the, the social media boom right? The technology boom, all those different experiences has shaped the world. The generation now that is growing up in the time of the pandemic, imagine what our children, how they're going to show up in the world and what demands or what things they're going to expect when they become in those spaces where they have the purchasing power and when they are ready to be in those leadership seats. And again, that's why leaders, I urge you to remain in the know of what your internal customers are looking for your future employees what is the face we we tend to do that right we tend to most industries or people within industries or again just from a strategic aspect leadership and strategy where there are changes that companies are looking for to compete and be that dominant dominant that dominate, excuse me, to dominate within their industry. So they're looking at what's happening externally. So you're the go-to in that industry, but we're not looking how we can dominate as far as creating loyalty for those that work for us, making our company attractive, making people want to, work for us, stay there, support us, that's important too, because as we expand and we want to do more, that support is, means a lot. So this is a peek into what the future generation, Gen Z years are looking for. So now it's just identifying, okay, how and what can you identify and what can you do? Okay, what side do you want to live on? Corporate social justice, that deep integration. And wanting your company to have it within how it functions, similar to Nike, the Nikes. Or again, if you want to have those programming and initiatives and kind of see how you, how things go from there, right? And how that looks, who supports it, poll your employees, your team members, see who wants to be a part of it. Because of course you can't build it on your own, but when you begin it and you embed it, the biggest thing leaders is that we put our actions, right? We back our actions up and we don't just make this into something that is a vanity. We don't want to do that at all. Research has shown that companies with effective social responsibility programs are more profitable than those who aren't. But it's not about money, right? We want to also ensure that we are connecting and connecting to those who work with us internally and really building upon things that they find important as well. So what are some ways that you can start to embed this and really start create this, creating these um, systems and maybe initiatives and programs, or even embedding these possible, these social justice um, aspects to your company? Let's talk about that. What are some steps you can take in order to start doing that? So, again, if you haven't already started taking notes, really, really grab a piece of paper, your palm pilot, BlackBerry, whatever it is. Open up your notes app and let's talk about the steps, some key steps that you need to do first before this is really embedded into your programming. I am so happy that you have tuned into this podcast because you're getting the tools and the strategies to help transform yourself, your organization, your institution, or to prepare you for leadership. But let's take it a bit further. As a organizational learning, development, and leadership consultant, I help train and develop leaders to improve their performance, resiliency, and diverse, with a capital D, talent management. So what are you waiting for? Set up a consultation with me now so we can talk about what you can do to create that long-term development plan to really ensure that your company, your organization, or even as you prepare for leadership is on target. If you go to my website, AishaThomas.org, go to the area where you can schedule a consultation and meet with me. And we will get you started on the path of being that transformational, trend leader. As far as identifying you want to go the CSR route, corporate social responsibility, or you want to do the corporate justice side, right? It's first identifying what side you want to live on. You want to identify what side you want to live on, because, again, you have that piece that really is embedding the corporate justice, social justice aspect that really embeds it within how your company functions. Again, deep integration, Nike, right? But again, you have the CSR side that you really connect to initiatives, programs, those measurable things that still connect to those experiences that those that are um, groups that are harmed and disadvantaged. And again, you can have those frameworks in there as well. So just really, again, first step is, okay, what side do we wanna go with? So that's step one, because again, there's gonna be a certain amount of resources that you want to allocate towards that. There's going to be manpower that you need. So individuals to volunteer to support it, right? You have Salesforce. I always, I just love what Salesforce does. Again, is there hiring and bringing someone in that is going to focus in on that? Do you have someone in that is your focal point that does that DE&I work or they do that um, social justice related work? Like, Is there someone already designated in your organization or company that does that? Because again, that's what those resources can go towards. Okay, let's hire someone. And that is their main focus to embed this programming. And they're the ones responsible to, you know, embedding the programming um, and bringing in the individuals, the, um, the, those that are going to volunteer for it. And they're just working all the ins and outs of it. So that, that is, those are some things to consider. Because there's resources and again, what side you want to live on and bringing in those experts potentially that can give you a little bit more support on what side you want to go to and how they're going to go about executing that, right? So you might have some interviews that you're going to do soon, right? So that's one. Identify what you want to do on that aspect. The next thing is you want to choose a goal and a vision, right? You want to choose what type of initiative or program, what disadvantaged community or group that you want to focus on. So choose a goal. It has to be bigger than the CEO and the company. What things are important to you all? And again, it's it could be easy as polling. Poll your team members, your employees. See what they're interested in. And that information can give you some ideas. But make sure it's something that's big. Something that really, maybe it's something within your specific area, your specific community that can really help your specific area. And there could be some great relationship building because if you can help your own community, that is so beneficial that we have a company here in the local area within the state that's actually supporting initiatives here. All right. So when you're thinking about, you know, the um, initiatives you want to support, also making sure that goal and that vision is bigger than you all. Right. So what's the benefit for the the society in whole? What's the benefit of how is it going to benefit your community? Because again, when individuals that are harmed, disadvantaged, those that are disadvantaged in society are supported, it has so many bigger benefits than you think of. It helps your community, it helps the state, it helps the world, it just helps so many more or so much more than you can than you can see or think of. So just realize that a helping hand does so much more or makes so much more impact than you know. The next thing is consider partnering with nonprofits that have a proven track record. As I mentioned, when Nike determined that they were going to commit to four years and $40 million, they said they want to connect with organizations that are already doing the work. So they have the expertise, they have the knowledge. So it's aligning yourself with an organization that is already doing it. So they can provide the education. They can aid, aid in building relationships, they can aid you in building relationships, in partnerships, and they can support you with the efforts in that. And again, this is going to benefit your business in in so many ways. Because again, when you're looking for new employees, when you're looking for Um, you know, more clients and customers. They know what you are all about. They're seeing that you're not just, again, putting out the statement, but you're actually taking action. So now your company becomes more attractive. And I repeat, take a stance not just by words but by actions. It's one thing to do a public declaration, but extends beyond a hashtag or a post on your website. It's the action behind it. And the the other big thing is to check progression on a regular basis. Again, one of the key words I mentioned was measurable. How are you going to measure it? So when you're bringing in these experts, if you do bring on someone that is going to focus on these initiatives, on these programs, ask those questions. How do we measure it? How do we make sure it's working? And then depending on your role in this process, maybe you are the CEO, making yourself available to check in on these things. Yes, you might have other individuals that, of course, you know, depending on your schedule, you know, you're busy. You're very, very busy, but you want to also make time within your schedule. Hey, when you do have those meetings with all the department leads, with the executives, have that person also do a presentation to let you know, okay, this is how our programming is going. Let them educate you and let you know how it's going. Meet those organizational leads that or those different nonprofit leads that have been working with your programs. Get to know them as well because that is something that they pay attention to. Hey, they might be working with your focal point, but we haven't even met the CEO. We haven't even met the leadership. Go out, shake hands, get connected, know what is going on. They wanna see you. They wanna make sure that you're involved and you're aligned. You're truly aligned. Not just by, again, just not just by what you put out there and you've assigned people, but you have your heart is in it and you really know what's going on. So that part is important as well. Remember, things happening in the world affects all of us. And by just starting with those steps there, those things can really benefit you in so many ways and connecting with your team members more. It shows that you really care about what's happening in the world, and like I mentioned earlier, you do not have to go this direction. You definitely have that choice. Your executive board makes that decision, right? If maybe they're the decision makers, and that's why it's so important to have a diverse table of decision makers, so people can have those diverse opinions on. Okay, this is their perspective, or if your executive board maybe it does lack diversity. I mean, be honest in that. Bringing in and have that inclusion. And bring in other leaders, employees to talk about those things. Bring in those organizations and talk about those things so you can have a different perspective. So when that decision is being made, you have gotten different perspectives. Because it is, unfortunately, the reality is when we have only opened ourselves to certain information, sometimes we don't even realize that we have limited ourselves We have to be exposed to more, be around diversity, be around different minds, learn more, experience more, so our worldview expands. So when we are making decisions, we're making decisions not just from a limited viewpoint, from a limited worldview. So I hope that information helps in your process in determining if you want to embed this, If it's time to rejuvenate and take a look at the uh, CSR, those corporate social justice programs um, that you have or not program, but how that has that integration, how that's going, it's time to do a check-in and identify if that is somewhere um, that you wanna go. But again, consider where we're headed, what we're doing, what your future leaders are looking for, In all that you do, because as always, individuals won't typically quit the organization. They typically quit the leader, but they will quit the organization as well if they are not practicing what they preach, if they're not aligned to their values and what is important to them. So as always, I appreciate you guys tuning in today. I hope the information was beneficial. Don't forget, make sure that you leave a review. Make sure you share this with other leaders or individuals you think this will benefit, will benefit from this information. If you have any other questions or concerns, email me at info at AishaThomas.org or go to my website, AishaThomas.org. If you want to just learn more, get more information, get a resource, and I will see you guys on the next episode. You have a great day.